Right. Uh, it's a good evening here in um, Queensland, Australia. It's seven o'clock in the evening here, and um, I've got Julia, who's currently on a mission across the border, uh, researching some uh, new evidence of uh, her field of qigong. But in the um, right-hand corner, all the way from Spokane in Washington State, is none other than our mate Ken. So Ken's a good friend of Julia, and Julia's going to carry on with the show. Thank you for listening and watching tonight and today and wherever you are. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. We're delighted to introduce Ken Jolly, who is an energy warrior on the pursuit to becoming an avatar today. As most of you know, I'm more of a mind better, bender and um, chi bender, but um, I was delighted to get to know Ken about half a year ago and find out that there's a whole group of, of um, young men and women like Ken who are living the dream and um, turning ideas that they've seen in, um, in films and in stories into reality by practicing and training every day and developing skills that most humans or most normal people would never even think were possible. So welcome everyone to this show and especially welcome Ken. Yeah, so I think me. we're going to, just for the audience that is um, that is um, not quite familiar with what airbending means, we're going to show some clips of Ken's, from Ken's YouTube channel, which basically shows um, them doing telekinesis, moving objects and um, water bending and airbending, etc. So we'll just wait for that. And um, it looks like it's frozen. So, Ken, while we're waiting for that, do you want to just um, say hi and, um, you know, just basically tell us sort of how long you've been on this path for and what got you started? Well, um, I've been practicing spirituality since um, 2015-ish. And uh, as far as... Um, metaphysical abilities are concerned. Um, I discovered them around the same time as well, but I didn't really start really truly pursuing them until um, 2016. And uh, I really didn't have my first, you know, um, real successes until around 2018. And I became very proficient at it um, last year. And uh, here I am now. Um, I am honestly not um, the best at what I do in my, in my craft. Um, my teachers are way better than me, but I am honored to be on this show, and I'm honored to honored that uh, you know uh, Julia selected me as a guest to sort of expose this to the world. So yeah, yeah. So Ken, in your intro, you basically um, you've done a sort of for your channel, you've done an introduction, and you you mentioned that as a kid you dreamed dreamt of being like Goku, the warrior from Dragon Ball, and Naruto. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, yeah, I think any kid would dream to be Goku or yeah, Vegeta or any anyone like that, you know. So yeah. So you went on a quest to become a warrior first before you started doing the telekinesis and the airbending etc so tell us more about that well i've done martial arts my whole life as a kid i did judo and uh 
wrestle in high school and college and stuff and did Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I have have a few mixed martial arts fights. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, martial arts have been, you know, a passion of mine. It still is. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. So martial arts is where I, you know, was my first passion. But when I discovered um, these metaphysical abilities, I've sort of, and as I got older, I've sort of, um, you know, um, yeah, I, I sort of transferred my passion over, yeah, carried my passion over to doing um, uh, energy work and telekinesis and whatnot. So, yeah, so basically excelling at that, like I'm excelling in competition in martial arts. Yeah. So. Yeah. So tell us about your first experience. Was it like accidental or intentional where you realized that you could actually do telekinesis um, with move an object um so the first thing that i've ever done is called atmokinesis which is dissolving the clouds and stuff like that um which was taught by um my energy school that um that no longer exists anymore um yeah it's basically the ability to dissolve clouds that's the first thing that i've ever that i have success with and uh, believe it or not, a lot of these really impressive, seemingly impressive abilities that I can perform when it comes to dissolving clouds or, um, you know, creating ripples in the, uh, you know, lake or um, in a pond or something like that, like I do in my YouTube videos, or moving the wind, moving trees and all this sort of stuff, it seems very... Yeah, <laughs> it seems kind of unreal and it seems as if I'm really doing something really impressive, but believe it or not, it is actually very easy to do. Um, anybody can do it. It is perhaps, in my opinion, the biggest kept secret, you know, of humanity almost. I, I feel like air is perhaps the most easiest thing to influence, much like how, you know, let's just say, um, um this spray bottle here um with a little bit of liquid in um is heavier than like this t-shirt mm -hmm. right so it's a lot lighter to to move this t-shirt than it is to move this right um it's kind of like that air is a very light density so it's actually really 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 easy to influence so when you see me do these super seemingly impressive abilities like aerokinesis, atmokinesis, hydrokinesis, water bending, and um, air bending and such, it's, it's actually really easy. anybody can really anybody can really uh, learn to do that quick. You don't have to be a, um, a qigong master, or, or I know you don't like to be you don't like the title master, but you don't have to be an expert in qigong like Julia to be able to do these sort of things. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I invited you on the show is because, um, you know, to be able to move or connect with clouds, you actually have to uh, be aware that you have an energy field. Not many people know that their energy field is actually substantially larger than the physical body. And um, so one is you've got to basically understand and experience and know for yourself that you have a feel and then you start, need to start applying that and using it, which is what you're doing. But then number two, you need to be able to sort of in your mind have a paradigm that allows you to um, be able to connect through to the cloud. So, you know, when you 
do something you posted something recently where on the video what we can see is basically you holding between the fingers the cloud sort of the up top and above and then you're sort of pinching the fingertips together but mentally what what's happening are you extending yourself to connect with the cloud or the space around the clouds are you being the water droplets asking them to disappear what's what's the internal process Honestly, 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 I am really doing nothing. I'm literally just, just like how I would, um, well, I can't say I'm doing nothing, but really, I mean, like, just like how you would make us, what well, you would, I guess, call in your guys's, uh, field in the, in the Qigong community, a Qi ball, so to speak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like, perhaps the best way I can explain it is I'm just simply yeah like uh doing an energy exchange if you will and uh when it when you do that to the cloud and and i'm tr i'm not an expert at this i don't know why the dissolving process the shrinking process of the cloud takes place i really don't know what the true metaphysical science behind that is i really don't know what is taking place so i could be wrong but my guess is that i'm possibly influencing the air around it so it's sort of dispersing the clouds around it that is my the, you know that that is my guess i bet i i don't i honestly do not know why that takes place i'm honestly not a true expert at this okay just so, so teachers and stuff like that uh, let me let me talk a little bit about my teachers because really i have some very impressive teachers that i i personally have that can really do some unbelievable stuff um you know so i have a youtube channel called energy warrior ken youtube.com forward slash c forward slash energy warrior ken is where you can check me out um but uh, i have a few you know really amazing teachers um one of them's names uh super luminous seven on youtube and he can do some really unbelievable stuff um my uh, friend ken Shirley, my friend Tanuch sudan are just incredible um airbenders just they, they are probably the best elemental benders that i know super luminous seven is probably the best um telekinetic like indoor stuff as far as indoor stuff he is probably the best at that as far as i know and there's another guy named journal of a jedi um, on youtube as well who is phenomenal and uh um, my friend Alexander Krakowling, Alex goes by Alex Crate um, from Austria is just a just another phenom as well. He actually could do he actually could move people around, which is a yeah, just a yeah, incredible skill. So yeah. And Julia knows him as well. Well, maybe not knows him, but she's friends with him on Facebook as well. So yeah, so these these guys are all phenomenal guys. And uh, yeah, I yeah, I would definitely recommend you guys checking on checking all these guys out. So yeah, great. Thanks for that. So um, you say that um, as an energy warrior, you have to train every day. What kind of training do you typically do, um, you know, sort of from at the start when you don't know what to do to now where you can actually be doing it? What kind of training do you have to do? Um, biggest thing I would say I would say start out with actually doing stuff like Qigong. In fact, I think Qigong is the best foundation for telekinesis. Now, when you actually want to move an object, the best thing to do is to actually um, 
create empathy with the object that you're trying to uh, influence. So if you're trying to, um, you know, move the air, you know, build empathy with the air. If you're trying to move, influence water, build empathy, empathy with water, you know, if you're trying to influence fire, you get the point. So what you were trying, yeah. So it's just kind of build a connection, a relationship. That's what we call empathy. So yeah, build a solid connection by, and so that's the that's the that's the million dollar question right like how do you build this relationship with this with these objects with you know with the elements or objects like obviously you've seen me you know influence a side wheel and stuff like that on my channel how do you build this empathy that is the million dollar question and that's the question that i've struggled with as well when i was starting my telekinetic journey um it really just comes down to just sending your energy right whether it's out of your hands whether it's from your third eye whether it's from the heart a lot of people have different techniques in my opinion but it really just comes down to just being persistent and just seeing what happens i mean that's that's just based off my experience it really just comes down to you building a relationship some people even say talk to the wind or talk to the object you know just there's different ways in people build a, a true solid relationship with what you're trying to influence so yeah so it's when it comes to how you do telekinesis there's really no yes right or wrong answer so yeah in my opinion so yeah yeah so that i mean that makes sense to me i think um the the in the sort of traditional esoteric knowledge it's it's basically held that when humans send energy to another living being that um that is actually like a blessing and that other living being which of course is also part of the one will respond to us and simply by being present and interacting of course the force field of the two will then start um and you get this in qigong is like when you start connecting with someone it's like their energy comes out of the out of the building to the front door <laughs> checks you out and then after a while so there's like this sort of jittery stuff happening at, at the start and then it calms down and then the two of us are in the flow and then energy starts flowing between the two of us and after a while it actually starts building and then as the human because you can hold the intent with your mind then that is what the potential of now then becomes um, yeah, sorry, that's just me relating to what you're saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Translating that to my speech. Right, right. right. <laughs> but, I mean, well, like I said, I mean, like, there's really no, I mean, as crazy as this might sound, like, there's really no yes or no answer on how to go about doing telekinesis because, like I said, it's, it's everybody kind of has their own technique. But the biggest thing I can see is it really just comes down to just building yeah you using your own perhaps creativity to build that relationship with your own energy and perhaps the energy of the the thing that you're trying to influence whether it's the elements or you know a particular object so um so uh if i have a side wheel somewhere uh to show you guys wow. yeah so ken's just gonna go and get the side wheel oh we've got jeff back i don't know yet can you hear me well, you can hear you, and your 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 voice is movement, whereas your picture does not have movement. I apologise for that. But, uh... but that's okay. 
and uh, we're just all first time ever. At this. So for those that are listening and um, can just getting the psi wheels, so they basically have this uh, thing that they trained on. So Ken's back. Yeah, so this is like a psi wheel, basically. This is just an eraser. I put a needle, I stuck a needle on it and uh, you put a piece of paper on top of it and you try to spin it, so like that. Yeah, I've seen them do that with um, three thumb foil. Hold it up like that, obviously on the ground. So, but you can check that out on my channel, youtube.com forward slash C4 forward slash Energy Warrior Kim, which is, um, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, link, you can probably see it right there. So for those of you on the radio. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so on the, on the wheel, what I've seen you is basically using the hands and then it rotates. But I've also seen you in some of your videos, you're basically having the hands together and you've yes, got the straws yes. underneath the plastic. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm glad that you brought that up. And I don't, again, I don't, I don't know what is happening there. But one day I made this prayer pose and it seemed to have been extremely effective. And again, I don't know why it is, it is effective. But my theory is that perhaps I am probably tapping into because in some Qigong schools, this particular pose is, I believe, one of the five elements, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I believe you're tapping into some sort of um, heart energy or maybe some... Yes, the heart, heart, heart fire field, yeah. And it's a yeah, bigger... Yeah, yeah. You could probably explain the, the, the power effect of this particular pose, perhaps. Um, you know, obviously in some, you know, religious traditions i mean this pose is probably used quite often and uh i think there's a reason behind that and i think there's a you know really truly um yeah sacred yeah meaning behind this pose so yeah so what kind of things are you working on i mean now that you can move objects what what's what what's getting out getting you out of bed in the morning <laughs> out of bed in the morning just to improve i mean i like I said, to influence, like I was explaining earlier, to influence things that are actually outside is actually quite easy. You know, I believe shamans, and, and I think uh, you might be more familiar, you know, when it comes to this than me, but shamans and whatnot have been doing this, this sort of stuff for you know, probably hundreds, thousands of years, you know what I mean? To, to influence the weather and stuff like that, to summon rain and, and whatnot. Um, so that stuff isn't that hard. What I'm particularly working on is, you know, being able to do stuff indoors because indoors there's really no energy. Obviously when you're indoors, the wind's not blowing and stuff like that. That's where the true mastery comes and That's where you have to really truly use your own internal energy to influence things. So that's where it's really difficult. And, uh, that's what I'm primarily working on because if you can get good at, um, indoor stuff, um, you know, obviously the out, outdoor stuff can be spectacular. So that's sort of what I'm working on. So, some people have different opinions on that. Some people say, you know, like I, like I was saying, it's all about the relationship and stuff like that. So if you want to get really good at, you know, influencing um, the stuff outside the elements, you have to strictly play, you know, play with the elements. I hear different opinions. For me, it seems to me like playing, you know, with indoor stuff is an effective way to actually get good at everything. So, so everybody's got a different opinion on that, but yeah. 
but that's to answer your question that's what i'm working on right now is to be really good at um uh so my current goal right now is to a much bigger paper than this um but uh yeah I, my goal right now is to basically stack up like 30 of these and to do this under a sealed container that is probably i'm i'm hoping to accomplish that within three years 30 of these paper so that's pretty heavy so that's like yeah that's heavy <laughs> the heaviest that i've uh that i've been able to barely move is maybe like 10 or something like that at this point but that day i was like really feeling good my energy was on point and stuff and uh um i can't i can't do that right now so <laughs> so yeah so what, what kind of uh, things do you find and build your energy and you say obviously one of the things doing qigong but um, but what kind of things do you find build your energy versus draining them? Draining them? That's a great question because, to be honest with you, Julia, and you are a foremost expert at Qigong and you know, obviously hypnosis as well, because for me, it seems like, I don't know if it's because I go into like a slower brainwave. I mean, obviously, in America right now, it's too... Um, wow, two, 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 synchronistic. Um, it's two, 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 two right now. I'm really tired. My brain waves are slow. Um, actually, right now is like the probably the best time to actually perform telekinetic abilities. By the way, because you want to do it when your brain waves are slow. Um, I, even though I'm extremely tired, the brain waves are slow. That's when telekinesis is that you know perform greatly and stuff like that. Um. Sorry, what was my what was the question you're asking? Sorry, I lost yeah, my brain. What do you use to when sort of what what do you use to build your energy and what oh, do you build my energy? Yes, yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah, I was getting to that. So, um, I believe the best way to you know build your energy is obviously stuff like you know breathing exercises, guided meditations, reprogramming your mind and stuff like that, enhancing your third eye brain power, whatever. All this stuff I believe is great. To Abilities, in my opinion, from my experience, anything to be able to push that energy out to be able to connect to that particular object that your object or element that you're trying to influence is good. So, um, so yeah. So by building up your internal chakras or meridians, uh, dantian, whatever you want to call it, it yeah, I believe the thing helps. I really truly believe that if you can, you know whether like i said doing breathing or meditation or sun gazing i mean everybody's got every any spiritual person is on their own is embarked on their own path to develop their consciousness i believe really anything helps to build up your own internal energy and stuff like that uh, have a really solid um, foundation in your energy field yeah you are going to be good at telekinesis so yeah Cool. And um, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. My, my bad. I'm tired. And as far as the draining goes, yes, yes. Sorry, my bad. As far as the the draining your energy is concerned, um, so for me, when I do any type of energy work, even like guided meditations and stuff like that, obviously I get really tired, so that sort of drains me. But in the process where I'm drained, I feel like I am charged up as well. I guess it's kind of like you know when you work out, you're tired. But you're actually building that muscle you know you're building that stamina i believe it's kind of like that if that makes sense you're kind of so th th does that make sense julia or am i making sense 
Oh, absolutely, because there's the there's the um, the the motivating the the moving doing energy, but there's also the yin energy. So once your muscles actually relax and you get tired, then the energy that's deep within your system that's nurturing and that runs through your blood is actually right, the one that's right. coming out. Right. And um, it just is a different quality. And you know, I think they're even now finding out with a heart pump that. We think it just pumps, but there's the vortex is actually what creates the flux. So um, right. even yeah, and I just love I just love the mind paradigm. So even when you're draining, you're turning it around. So you're not right. draining and losing energy, but you're draining and resting into potential right. that will take you through. Mm -hmm. So that's great. And you also mentioned that um, you know, as you've got a picture of um, Ang, the last Airbender there, which we watched show after show and we've been watching Cora as well but you know mm -hmm. the mission is to you know one is to show people that this is possible and it's actually quite natural mm -hmm. and um, two is to to sort of um, help save the world and you mentioned healing abilities have you yourself uh, witnessed that or been involved in sort of even for yourself honestly, uh, honestly yes but um to telekinetically try and like heal somebody else i believe is very difficult um i think there i'm that's not to say that there aren't people out there that can actually do that i believe that there are some really advanced people that can uh actually heal heal someone else but i believe the best way to to perform healing is to heal yourself and i believe and and i want your opinion on this uh, Julia, I believe personally that rather than like, let's just say you have an injury somewhere instead of going like that, like I'm sending energy and I'm going to try to, you know, heal it with my telekinesis, telekinetic energy. I believe that it's personally probably more effective to actually do Qigong movements and stuff like that to open up your channels. Um, I believe that is the proper way to, to try and heal yourself. What is your opinion on that? I believe Qigong is actually a far more effective way when it comes to healing. What is your opinion on that? Um, the Yeah, it's about whether you put the donkey in front of the cart or the cart in front of the donkey. Um, so both is correct. <laughs> Not really, but um, yeah, the, the secret of Qigong is to open yourself up, get out of the way and let the universal healing energies or the energies that support you and create you in every moment of time to flow through you. So just like you say, you do telekinesis at, you know, do really well at midnight when your brain's not so active. The, it's the mind, the monkey mind that's trying to project um, things into realities out of the way and energy can just flow. And energy within the human and within nature generally seeks to return to the greatest um, equilibrium and balance naturally. So it really is just a matter of getting out the way and um, putting yourself into a situation where you can tap into tap into those energies and make space, which is why it is wonderful to hear you doing that with the trees. Trees are certainly one way. We, we do Qigong with trees too, basically right, right, to right, yeah. tap into the wisdom of the trees that have been there for hundreds of years and provide right, us with oxygen right. um, in exchange. Yeah, right. but also yeah. as part right. of Qigong, you right, train to right. scan, and right. as soon as you're scanning, that part that you're scanning will then start to uh, re 
organize itself and chi will go into that space. So your attention carries a certain amount of chi, as right. you will know as a telekinesis expert. Right. And I was actually going to ask you, and we've got Susie and we've got Elizabeth and we've got some other listeners who love trees as much as you do. So when you're doing your your telekinesis, when you're engaging with the trees and they're starting to wave and move around, and in, in Qigong we also do this to kind of get into like a different realm, a different state of being. What does it feel like for you when you when you're really into, you know, when you've got that engagement or that empathy? going what's it feel like you know you know i'm not when i'm moving the, the trees i'm not really moving the trees i'm moving the air so i'm actually building more of the connection with air um tree is tree happens to be moving because i'm moving the air okay um, but yeah but i like what you said about trees trees are very uh, you know sacred i mean I don't think it's any coincidence that you're bringing up, you know, trees and stuff like that, because, you know, in the English word tree, chi, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it's, I, I, in, in Japan, in Japan, tree is called ki. Ki, some people will say chi, ki, you know, like some people say ki gong, you know, so, yeah, so I don't think it's any coincidence, like trees are very powerful, they store a lot of chi, so, yeah, or ki, so, yeah, so, yeah. It's definitely no coincidence for sure. I think trees are very, very powerful um, energy. Uh, they store, yeah, very powerful energy. So, yeah. Mm. So we'll move from talking about trees to talking to more about your community. I mean, like how many, you know, a lot of us are, are excited because um, we've long believed that, um, that every generation brings new talents, new potential. Mm -hmm. through and um, we've certainly tried to when we're educating our kids to um, not limit them to sort of the standal, standard model operating procedure or idea of what humans should be and we've certainly tried to encourage them very much to in their knowing and in their doing and being but sort of so how many of how many people do you know or do you interact with regularly who are in that community who are you know not just trying out to move water or air or objects um, or clouds that are actually sort of, you know, uh, succeeding and doing that sort of what's the, what's the community like over over on your side many, of the ocean? So are you asking me how many practitioners actually exist in the world? Is that what you're asking? Well, no, that you know of. <laughs> I don't know whether it's... Yeah, I know. Well, the, I mean, as far as online, I am very within the English English speaking community. Okay, okay. I would say I know the vast majority of people um, within, at least within Facebook. I would say there is about legitimate practitioners. I would say there is about. Um, Let's see. Let me do the math here. So, because um, uh, hmm. the Anthony's group has like roughly ten moderators and three practitioners. Okay. Um, probably. I don't know. I. I um, hard to say. I. I would say it's safe to say there's about. 200 legitimate practitioners within the english-speaking um yeah yeah within the english english-speaking facebook groups 
probably about 200 practitioners, I'd say. Safe to say, as far as YouTube goes, probably the numbers are about the same. So, and obviously, you know, some of this, you know, people on Facebook are on YouTube as well. And obviously, there's, I'm sure there's tons of underground people. But as far as like people really truly exposing themselves online, I'd, I probably, I, maybe 200 is too much. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I never actually counted how many practitioners there are, but. I would say it's safe to say there are probably about 100 to 200 pra legitimate practitioners out there. So, yeah. And um, so if, if um, anybody on the show is watching this now or later and wants to find out more about how to become part of that community or um, how to, you know, hang out with people like you who are doing that and yes, yes, yes. learn, where would they go to? Yeah, so... Um, so let's see um there's several groups that are actually great um let's let me think um well my friend milana may and uh kelvin celestine just started a uh um, online community called gurumay.org um you can check that out um milana sorry can may you repeat the name again i'm sorry what, what's the name again? And I'll type it into uh, the chat box. It's called gurumay.org. That's that's one of the good ones. As far as as far as Facebook groups are concerned, um, my friend Tanuj Sudan has a group called The Matrix Unveiled. Um, that's a good one. That's where you can learn most elemental stuff. Um, my friend Max Reader has a group called, which is uh, a, a group that uh, Julia is part of. He has a group called um, Energy Healing and Telekinesis. He mainly teaches self-healing, though. It's not really, yes, some people, you know, like myself, demonstrate telekinetic abilities within that group. There are a few practitioners that demonstrate, but that group is mainly about healing. The best place to probably learn um, telekinesis uh, from a Facebook group is a place called, uh, uh, the, well, I, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he, on YouTube, he goes by Journal of a Jedi. Journal of a Jedi. Journal of a Jedi, okay. Yeah, he goes by Antonio Telekineswood um, in, on social media. He is probably the best um, teacher as far as Facebook groups are concerned, in my opinion, his Facebook group name is pretty long. It's called um, the Jedi Way Learn Telekinesis Through Videos. I'll say that again. It's called the Jedi Way Learn Telekinesis Through Videos. So he is one of the first guys that really helped me out. And uh, that is that is an excellent place. But if you want to learn more, if you're more interested in actually you know, influence the elemental stuff, um, there's a group called the Matrix Unveiled, so that is an excellent group to get started as well. So, um, so yeah, so there, yeah, so yeah, so these are the groups that I would recommend. But honestly, guys, if you just type in telekinesis or psychokinesis in the search bar, you know, in Facebook, and you know, go, go to groups and type it in, there are multiple groups out there, and uh, they're all excellent. Um, so yeah, so. Okay, cool. Thanks for that, Ken. Sorry, I'm just going to come back to you. I'm just looking up those channels and also the mess questions that we got 
from uh, listeners. So I'm just going to sort of swap through to that. I can see you. So just bear with me. Thank you, Susie. So Susie asked, um, what about children is, um, hold on, what a, what a, just thoughts on children and awakening the energy. So I don't know, you do have nephews and nieces. Do you show them certain tricks that they can do? What, what do you do to encourage them? Ken. Uh, what I do to encourage them? Um, well, I will say this. Children are very, 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 um, um, to my understanding, um, I believe they have, a, and maybe Julia knows about this subject better than me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Julia, but they have a slower brainwave than us. Like, I believe when you turn 13, <laughs> the brainwave goes from, their, their brainwave goes to a beta. Am I, am I correct? You are. I mean, they're like, there's the monkey thinking mind doesn't start till they're about seven. They don't have an ego, really. I mean, it's sort of not a proper one. They do throw tantrums at three, but yeah, they're far more an absorption method. They're like sponges. So there's this absorbing right. and being right. rather than trying right. to project um, their re internal reality on the outside till about seven and nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I mean, if you can get it, I mean, as far as how to motivate a kid to do these telekinetic abilities, um, I mean, I, I mean, every kid is different, perhaps. <laughs> so that's, that's a hard question to answer. But I would say, yeah, I mean, if you can get a kid to do telekinetic stuff, I mean, at an early age, that's great because they're going to be really good as an adult. So yeah, and they're going to be able to do some really amazing stuff. Um, and so yeah, so get them, uh, yeah, get them learning early. In my opinion, I believe there's yeah. a few mystery schools like in England and stuff like that where they teach, you know, quote unquote psychic kids on how to like, you know, read blindfold and stuff like that. I've seen that on YouTube. So. So yeah, kids are kids are excellent at this. So yeah, so definitely, I don't know how I don't know what the best way it is to you know encourage them to unlock these abilities and stuff. But yeah, so definitely if you can encourage them, that's definitely yeah. And you can just use uh, simple tricks like um, you know showing them how the the energy flows with you know the the pendulum, getting them to move. You know, say oh you know do you think you could move a tissue or a pendulum and just hold it over their hands and they'll actually realize that they can. Um, move it in different directions or a tea bag if you've got one. And um, I think they have a natural connection with the elements as well. So, you know, the clouds often will be, you know, will be lying back watching the clouds. And you might encourage them to sort of think about a situation that's concerning them and then ask for the clouds to come in. And the clouds will take the shape of um, whatever it is that will help them through that situation. So there is that spirit aspect to the elements. Um, the elements are proud of us and they support us. And uh, this engaging with the elements is always going to um, provide them that um, feedback. It certainly makes me feel less alone because I know that I can just, if I'm feeling lonely indoors, I'll just walk outdoors and you know, the sunshine will be there and the moonbeams will be there and the trees and the birds and everything's always there, just in different forms, not necessarily humans. It's that beautiful connection. So I was going to ask you, I have had some questions um, from 
Misha in Dubai, and I, I told Misha that you had been inspired by Naruto and Goku, Ken. So here are the questions for you. I probably will pronounce the names incorrectly, but bear with me. You, I think you'll probably understand that. All right, so what kind of kinesis do you think that Kamehameha is? Kamehameha is probably, well, in Dragon Ball Z, they mostly fight outside. So I would say it is technically telekinesis, I guess. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like I was saying in the intro, um, you know, like when you watch Star Wars and stuff like that, they don't really show that. And I think this is, there's a reason why they left this secret out. I believe the biggest, probably one of the biggest, <laughs> greatest secrets that humanity doesn't know, like I said, is the fact that they can influence the air so easily and stuff like that. When you watch all these, you know, superhero movies, you often see that, uh, you know, they're able to do telekinetic stuff, whether it's indoors or outdoors. The biggest secret, again, is the fact that outside the air is very easy to influence. So, and uh, not even even very high level spiritual practice practitioners are unaware of this, you know. So that is the really big secret. Um, so as far as what is coming, like I said, it's probably telekinesis, um, technically. But a lot of these, whether it's Star Wars or X Men or um, you know Goku Naruto, a lot of these um, you know shows are kind of yeah it's it's good in the fact that they're you know uh showing the world you know inspiring the world that uh you know abilities actually exist at least in fiction but they're kind of mis portraying the truth behind it so to speak like i said like the air is very the air outside is very easy to influence so so yeah yeah, it has a very high amount of um, air, air prana. You see those little white bouncing bits of light. And this is what always amazes me is that light from the Big Bang, neutrinos, a lot of that didn't actually get manifested. It's not in matter yet. So all that light from the Big Bang in the form of neutrinos is still bouncing around through us as we speak, like at a rate of 200 bits per cubic centimeter. And it's just all available and looking around to be manifested. So that's what you get, the, the prana on the air. All right, Ken, here's another question for you from Misha from Dubai. What does the different scion transformations mean in his world? I'm sorry, what is the question? What does the different scion, S-A-I-A-N, transformation means in his words? I'm still not following the question. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay. Different um, now? And is this, does he do some transformations? S A I A N transformations in his world? Do I do transformations? Like is no, no. Like, this is the Kamahama guy, I think, or the Naruto or Goku. I'm not sure. Or the Goku. I'm, no? I'm still not following the question. Sorry, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the question. Okay, don't worry. If Misha's online, welcome. Thanks for joining us, and um, I'll ask, invite him to put a comment on. Um, 
And um, the last question just would, was what in Naruto, um, what would the what the tailed beasts could be in real life? What the tailed beasts could be in real life? Uh, I, I do not know. Um, I do not know. <laughs> I don't I, because, like, I mean, you know, maybe you're more familiar with this, Julia. I mean, like, when it comes to spirit animals and such, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know enough about it. So, uh, so. I, I to my, my answer is I don't know, but I think some people say they have a, you know a spirit animal you know for themselves and stuff like that. So maybe that's what it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, because obviously some of the abilities portrayed in Naruto or Goku are sorry, I'm sorry, you're not Goku. I'm tired. <laughs> sorry, it's two forty-five a.m. in America. Um, in uh dragon ball z is real but obviously it is fiction so not everything necessarily translates to reality so yeah so in these times of you know being locked up by society because of this big virus and you know this separation and uncertainty what is it that sort of keeps you and um your tribe going I can't speak for my tribe because everybody's got a different opinion when it comes to this whole coronavirus crisis that we're in. Um, for me, for me, I am still pursuing my dream regardless, and regardless of what happens to the world, because I am at the end of the day not in control of what's going to happen. I obviously try to put out positive energy as much as I can throughout the day. Um, you know, I strive to be a better person every single day. I strive to spread consciousness, positivity the best I can every single day. Um, so that's the best you can do. And that's what everybody should be doing. Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, we're not in control. I guess perhaps we can wake people up, quote unquote, but, um, definitely I think the worst thing you can do right now, I believe is to, to to be in that state of fear, so to speak. That's just my opinion. Um, so stay positive and uh, yeah, just stay positive. And I believe, I mean, since we're on the subject of telekinesis, I mean, telekinesis, telekinetic abilities and stuff like that can definitely influence your manifestation skills as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah, manifest a better world, you know, just stay positive and uh, create that reality of peace and a new generation of hope, a new generation of, of uh, you know, a conscious, spiritual, um, enlightened world. You know, that's what we should strive for. So, yeah. So. Well said. That's what I like about you. You certainly um, stick to the uh, the nitty gritty of what's important. Um, we did have a meditation yesterday, and um, it was interesting. It in the um, meditation, a bird with a broken wing came to us. And uh, so we took care of it just like children would. And um, then the other birds, the whole flock came and um, one of them had actually seen something that they wanted to show us. So it took us to, to you know, a better world, a new dimension that is currently um, being dreamt and, um, and uh, becoming a part of our reality. But we have to kind of uh, focus on it. 
to draw it into reality. So Ken, what I'd like to do is I've actually pulled up your beauty, the beauty of airbending on the YouTube, and I'm okay. going to try and share the screen to play it with the audience. Okay. If you, um, I can't remember, there's music on it, but if you want to talk over it for the radio listeners, you know, where you feel appropriate, describe, you know, go for it or, you know, but I'll leave it up to you. I, I, yeah, it's probably best to just play the thing. Yeah. Okay, I'll just play it. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to try that. It's giving me all these. Um... Okay, Chrome tab. Okay. Well, there you go.
There you go. So it does zzzz. Yeah, it does activate the pineal gland, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the zzzz, yeah, that really, yeah, I forgot to mention that um, when you activate the pineal gland, the wind starts kicking up. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's something that the listeners can probably try. So on a windy day, just try going zzzz or all like that. Like, trust me, the wind will start really reacting and if, at that point if you can start moving your hands around yeah like trust me like the wind will start moving according to your hand movements so yeah so just go zzz like that zzz like that and uh i mean really it's that simple guys i mean like anybody can do air bending i'm not none of these people i mean some of these guys yeah are really 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 high level practitioners that can do some really amazing stuff like ken charlie at huge sudan and uh um Alexander Craig. I mean, these guys are true masters at this stuff, um, and uh, yeah, they can really they can activate the wind out of very, you know when there's no wind and stuff like that. They can like calm the wind down um, when the wind is like really heavy. So um, yeah, those guys can do some really amazing stuff. So, but yeah, but like I said, just yeah, just try it out. Try out the try out you know moving your hands around and stuff like that, and you'll definitely be able to see how the wind will react to you. So so yeah. So we've got a question from Katie Fan, and she's asking, is airbending something everyone can learn and unlock? Yes, one trillion percent. I will tell you this. Like I said, I will reiterate this. Airbending is not difficult to do. Airbending is so easy to do. You don't have to be a you know Qigong expert. You don't have to do, unlike telekinesis, you don't have to practice this for, you know, um, decades and stuff like that to unlock anybody can influence the wind because the wind is very light it's it's it basically has no weight so it's very easy to influence as long as you project your your chi your soul whatever you want to call it yes yes so so was it katie katie yes so yeah just um on next time when you're you know outside on a windy day just try going and try, uh, you know, don't even worry about sending your energy or anything like that. Just, just, just try going zzz and just try moving your hands around. And yes, you will be able to, you know, see, um, yeah, you, yeah. You, if, if you play around with it, you'll be able to see that the wind will be um, reacting to your, to your hand movement. So, so yeah. Great. And Anna Liu is asking, well, how long does it take to master and train? Well, how long did it take you to? Uh, master airbending, I guess, is the question. That I you... would say I am far from being a master. That will be my answer. I mean, yeah, I am uh, far from being a master. Um, as far as like, like once again, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, airbending is a very basic, I mean, like I said, it, <laughs> it seems so unreal because when you look at me, when you watch me do it, it seems like I'm doing such an impressive thing, you know, like I'm doing something that's basically from like a, you know, cartoon or anime or something. <laughs> it seems extremely impressive, but I mean, it's, it's really not, um, you know, there's, yeah. I mean, the, the real hard stuff, like I said, is if I, um, for me to do stuff indoors, that's when, that's where it's really, really, um, yeah, for, for, for people that understand how all this telekinetic stuff works, like 
your um, mastery is sort of measured with what you can do kind of inside. So, so yeah. Right, because outside you're kind of more uplifted and it's just easier, whereas indoors yeah, it's a controlled environment. Black box. I, want, I, want, I encourage every listener to go out and try it out um, because trust me, it is, uh, yeah, it's very easy to influence and really, I mean, you don't have to be a, you know, a telekinetic master to, to be able to do it. So. And that's that's something that you put into one of your, um, you know, the beauty of airbending or something. It's like that, you know, everyone in the world should learn PK. By the way, what is PK? Psychokinesis versus telekinesis. What is PK? I don't honestly know the politically correct um, definition of the, the two. I mean, I I consider I I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I think maybe one is using your hands and one is not. So I oh. guess, I guess, I, I don't know, like, I guess one is perhaps just, you know, sending chi and one is just like no hand motion, just, you know, doing it strictly with your mind. So, but I, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, to me, they're the same thing, really. So, I mean, whether you're using your hands or no hands, it's the same thing. So, yeah. So, All right. So Katie's well, asking. Politically correct on, on those terms, so. You know, I understand what PK is now. Yeah, thanks for explaining that. So, Katie Fan's asking: Other than air bending, is it possible to bend other elements as well as yes, like yes, fire, absolutely. fire, earth? Yes, yes, water, absolutely. Fire and earth? One hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's some incredible demos that you can find online, such as Atmokinesis. I touched upon that, which is dissolving clouds, um, thunder bending. Thunder bending. I mean, there's not a real term for it. Um, you know. If you can type in summoning thunder and stuff like that, there's actually a great guy named Sinister Star who can, uh, um, you know, well, my, my, actually, my, my friend Alex Craig actually has a thunder summoning um, uh, demonstration, a great one as well. Um, so that, you know, we mentioned him earlier, so you can check him out. Um, you know, pyrokinesis, which is fire, you know, um, you know, just uh, um, hydrokinesis, which is water bending um what else am i missing um, so can in the pyrokinesis what are they doing are they creating fire or are they just changing the shape of the fire they are dissolving like obviously you've heard of i mean julia you're you're familiar with the legend of john chang right the guy that can on youtube that can actually you know put yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah yeah so john chang is you know obviously doing extremely high level stuff obviously um, when it comes to the pyrokinesis that I see, most practitioners demonstrate they're putting the, they're, they're, with their mind, they're turning fire um, completely out. So, putting fire completely out. So, I like oh, extinguishing fire, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's well, that what would we help when you're dealing with Zuko and his forces, the Fire Nation. <laughs> right, right. I'm trying to think of other kinetics that I'm missing. Um, uh, summoning rain. I mean, some people call it precipitation. Precipitation. Um, there's a few demonstrations. My, my, uh, you know, one of the guys I know named Connor Pascal actually has a great demonstration of that, that um, where he summons rain in Africa, where it never rains and stuff. So he's got a fantastic demo. Um, well, you're actually speaking to someone that. who's participated in the world's greatest rain dance. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, when we had the drought out here, it was really bad. 
I mean, not this before the bushfires, but this is like way back in 2011. And um, they actually, we teamed up with the um, the local uh, Aboriginal group that did their traditional rain dances. And um, they tried to do a Guinness Book record thing of um, the world's largest rain dance. And I think our names are in there along with um, those of my girls. And uh, we did a practice run and it rained so much that when we were actually supposed to do the real one, it was already raining. And then it continued raining all the way through till January and we had the big flood. Be <laughs> so, oh wow. careful what you ask for. Too much rain isn't good. Now, now, these same people, did you guys also rain dance, obviously, during the bushfires of Australia? What What did you guys, I'm assuming? You guys uh, did. They did. And uh, we had a lot of people uh, praying. And actually, a lot of people in Australia were delighted this goes back to the power of the group and manifestation because worldwide a lot of people in the spiritual world were joining hands in prayer for rain for us and it worked it worked you know if it had continued it, it would it would have been pretty bad because it's such a dry continent and we hadn't had but um yes yes you know many people joined to basically uh dream rain and uh and uh see it raining over australia for the bushfires and um that was just a wonderful thing for the collective to do an experience i think right awesome awesome and it, it went really well huh? that's, that's good that's mm -hmm. yeah. awesome. all right well ken we've sort of um we've come to the end of our show thank you so much for yeah, no staying up and talking to us and yeah, those no of you that are watching feel free i mean ken's on facebook uh under what's what's your name under facebook if they want to look for you facebook.com forward slash energy warrior ken um so you can definitely friend me on facebook if you're interested um and definitely check out my youtube channel youtube.com forward Which slash for slash for slash energy warrior ken um definitely subscribe to my channel if you're interested in my content and uh um and uh yeah i mean just if you hit me up i can definitely direct you to some of my um friends practitioners that are uh, that can definitely teach this stuff better than i can so so yeah yeah thank you again ken for being on this show and thank you to all of you that are watching this now and uh, may the force stay with you Thanks a lot. And thank you to Jeff, who is behind the scenes uh, making this all happy. Yeah, thank happy. you, Jeff. Yep. All right. All right. Take care. Bye -bye. Have a good sleep. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, bye. -bye. bye.